This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. They could never understand you because you're willing to go somewhere they're not willing to go because it doesn't mean the same thing to them. He said, if you wait for them to understand you, you're just f***ed. That's what he said, right? Absolutely. It's true. I'll spend the rest of my life waiting for them to understand and they'll never get it. And guess what? I'm Welcome to the Jim Rohn Podcast, F31. And while I did take a minute or two to run down my guest, two-time NBA champion Draymond Green, he is certainly well worth the wait. Love Dre's game, hate Dre's game, you better respect his game, and I know you will after you hear his story. Draymond Green is a guy who had to fight his way onto the basketball court as a kid just to get some run in the local game. And I mean that literally. Then he fought his way to two state championships at Saginaw High School before picking Michigan State. And after starting his career on the bench for Tom Izzo, he left East Lansing as the school's all-time leading rebounder, the Big Ten Player of the Year, a consensus first-team All-American, and the 2012 NABC National Player of the Year. But that fight didn't end after that heralded college career because he had to wait 35 picks to hear his name called in the 2012 NBA draft. And on Golden State's third pick of the night, they finally took a shot with Draymond, a guy that most teams thought was too small and too much of a tweener to make the kind of impact he has made in college. Even Steve Kerr never thought that he'd be the player that he has become. Well, a couple of rings later, three All-Star games, two All-NBA selections, and a Defensive Player of the Year award later, Draymond Green is Draymond Green, the heart and soul of the Warriors dynasty and my guest on Ep31. Pot up. Things get popping right after this word from my pals at Lumber Liquidators. Hey, listen, well, I've got your attention. Is it me or is this year flying by? 2018 is going by in a blur. You want to make sure that you elevate your game to that very next level so you can still make this the best year ever. For instance, if you're a contractor or a builder or a remodeler, listen up. Because elevating your game this year got a whole lot easier thanks to my pals at Lumber Liquidators. They've got your back. They've got your back with their brand new LL Pro Plus program. LL Pro Plus is Lumber Liquidators' new pro services team that you can call for all your professional flooring needs ll pro plus will help you crush it in 2018 with professional pricing and dedicated support to get you what you need when you need it most this way you can finish all your projects on time and ll pro plus gives you the ultimate value and quality and with it no job is too large no job is too small so what you want to do is put the flooring experts on your team right now. Visit your local Lumber Liquidator store or go to LumberLiquidators.com. Once again, LumberLiquidators.com. Make 2018 the best year you've ever had with Lumber Liquidators. Another week, another edition of the voicemail segment. And I've got a feeling that a bunch of new listeners are here for the very first time, thanks to last week's episode. So here's the deal for you noobs. 
This is my answering machine. It's on 24-7. Call this number. Put it in your phone and use it whenever you want. 949-385-0447. 949-385-0447. Leave a message. If it's good enough, sharp enough, funny enough, unique enough, tight enough, it might get played back on a future episode. Save that number. Give it a ring anytime you want. Try to crack the podcast just like these people did. You have 12 new messages. First new message. Hey, Rome, this is Sister Jean. I'm hungover as balls this morning. Full ram Message deleted. Next message. Hey, Rome, Jed in Illinois here. I know you watched that national title beatdown last night. Felt like Villanova beat Michigan by 30 at least. I was shocked when I looked up to see the final score, and I noticed that it was only 17. Message deleted. Next message. Romy, this is Larry from NoCal. Hey, I've been listening close to 30 years now, and I've never called in. But this podcast thing, this is awesome. Elk was off the hook. I mean, his stories and the insight are just unbelievable. All I have to say is, shut it down. Let's go home. Message saved. Next message. Hi, I'm Casey Kasem. Starting quarterback for the Denver Broncos. Message deleted. Next message. Hey, Ron, Glenn and Pasco. Just listen to the Elk podcast, man. That's a Pudding Castle story. Of all his stories, that might be the best one yet. Just a tip. If you want the number one podcast, why don't you just have Elk on every week? Out. Message saved. Next message. I just wanted you guys to send a note to that really horny chick. Keeps calling in about Maddie Baumgartner and uh, Sidney Crosby. Just get her to DM me some pics and just make sure everything's checking out. And we could uh, go from there. 780-221-6475. Thank you very much. Message deleted. Next message. Any woman who thinks Bartolo Cologne is sexy, they don't know the definition of sexy. A sexy man has to be unbelievably gorgeous, like Madison Bumgarner, Sidney Crosby, and you, Romy. <laughs> Message saved. Next message. Holy crap, Pimp in the Box. That whole interview with Elk, I never heard. Awesome podcast. Loved it. Message saved. Next message. Hey, what's up, Jimmy? Left from Laguna here. Really digging the pod. Goggins, Chris Heron, Gary V, Franzese, Fogel. Dude, it's the best content out there. Anyways, Jimmy, let Albie know before he takes the mound tonight and empties his rosin bag. Tell him not to forget to use the rubber. See you Message deleted. Next message. If Romageddon taught us anything, it's what will you do for us for a number. So if us clones make this a number one rated podcast overall on iTunes, is there any chance you'll interview Sarah Jessica Parker once and for all? We could finally get to the bottom of how much hay she's eating on a daily basis. Message deleted. You have no more messages. Wow. Left. Laugh, my man. The two-time champ comes into my voicemails only to take a run at Lil Alvi. And I think that somebody saying Sister Jean is hungover as balls was not the most disrespectful thing that I heard this week. As for the rest of you, thank you very much for the kind words about the pod and elk. But no thank you for the suggestion on booking SJP for the pod. Hey, Tyler, by the way, bro, was that you? Was that you, a smack-off participant, asking our favorite mad bum enthusiast to slide into your DMs? 
I mean, if she's not feeling an absolute sexual icon like Bart Cologne, she's not feeling a lean, mean Canadian either, I'm guessing. So, hot streak over, cold streak on. And while I need to do some long, hard thinking once again about this thing before F32, here is something that I don't need to think about at all, the new 3M Post-It Extreme Notes. Hey, how many of you right now are grinding out? I mean, on the grind, on the grind in a hot, dusty job site, or maybe in a loud, wet kitchen, or anywhere where it's hard to communicate, where you need to communicate, but it's hard to do so because of the elements. I've got a great idea for you. The new Post-It Extreme Notes. This way, you can get your message across and get your job done in any condition, any element, any weather condition. And I'm talking rain, heat, humidity, whatever it is, because the new Post-It Extreme Notes are are water resistant and they're made with dura hold paper and adhesive they stick to just about anything concrete drywall raw wood even brick so if you're working on a job site or you're working in a place where you have to communicate with your co-workers but it's hard to do so you want to do it with the new post-it extreme notes you can buy them wherever you get your post-it notes Post-it extreme notes. This is the very best way to communicate and get your message across in the most extreme of elements. Post-it extreme notes. Draymond Green is right in the middle of the grind of all grinds. The Warriors are attempting to go back-to-back with the chance to have three of the last four Larry O'Brien shining in the bay. And, And after missing some time recently with the flu and a pelvic contusion, if anybody deserved the flexibility to get this pod in the can, it was Draymond. Because any chance you have to run down this guy is a good one. And as the Warriors gear up for what might be their toughest road to the finals since they built this bully, what better time to crack the mic and find out what's going on with Draymond Green. Always a pleasure to be on with you. Um, always appreciative of you having me on, so thank you. Yeah, thank you for making time. All right, so you've got three more games until the start of the real season, the postseason, and defense of your title. So how would you assess where your game is after you missed some time recently and how the team is playing overall coming down the stretch? Um, I, I'm, me personally, I feel like I'm in a very good space. I'm healthy. Uh, you know, feel great. I definitely feel like it. So it didn't take me long to, you know, with missing, uh, I probably missed a week and a half, almost two weeks. It didn't take me long to find that rhythm again, which was great. Uh, that's always a worry when you miss a little bit of time. But I felt like I got it back really quick. And, you know, I feel like I'm in a very good space. And as far as us as a team, um, other than last night, you know, I like where we've been. Uh, even when we had a ton of guys out, I still think, you know, our guys competed. And, you know, continue to do the right things that and build good habits. Um, you know, with everyone coming back, you know, I think we've continued to compete. And I think we've been better on the defensive end, been better offensively, uh, just been better overall. So I like where we are as a team. Uh, you know, want to close this regular season out strong and, you know, head into the playoffs, you know, ready to go. Yeah, you know, you mentioned the health, and the health is the thing, right? Because coming into the season, the goal was stay healthy, stay fresh for the postseason, and then what happens? You, Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, now Steph Curry all get dinged up as well as a few others. So is it just bad luck, or when you play the number of games you guys have played during this run, does it just start to take a toll? Um, well, I think it's a little bit of both. You know, uh, when you look at the amount of games that we've played over the last three, almost four years, well, really four years now, 
know, it's been a lot of basketball play, you know, and saying that no one has had any stress-related injuries. All of our injuries have come, you know, from impact. They've been impact injuries, you know, with Steph, knee. Um, JaVale fell back into his knee with Kevin. You know, he got hit in the ribs pretty good with Clay. He reached in for a basketball and, you know, I think uh, broke his thumb. Um, you know, with myself, you know, I actually took a knee. So, you know, for for the most part, um, you know, the games, the amount of games we played definitely adds up. But in saying that, it hasn't been anything the way you're like, oh, that happened because of fatigue. All of them have been impact injuries, and that's, no, that's a sigh of relief, if anything. Yeah, that makes sense in that in that regard. Draymond, when you mentioned Steph and JaVale falls into him, that's just kind of a freak accident. Now, I guess I could argue that your path to the finals, and you're focused on what's right in front of you, but the overall path might be tougher this year than last year, especially if Steph can't go in the first round. But then you did go through something similar last season when KD got hurt in the regular season. Having gone through that then, does it help you right now, or is this situation totally different? Um... I think it, you know, with with losing stuff, uh, I think it'll help us overall. Um, number one, it gives him a chance to get fresh. You know, I think we always look at the negative side and say, "Oh man, this guy's out," and you know, what can his team do? However, I, I, we we can win, and that's the most important thing. We can still win, so it gives him an opportunity to freshen up, uh, get healthy, you know, get his leg back strong and ready to go. Uh, you know, with I think our role, not only because Houston's better, and I think that's why a lot of people are saying, oh, you guys' role will be tougher, not only because they're better, you know, and they're a very good team, but I think everyone is better. But not only that, also, just repeating alone is tough. You know, that's why I think seven teams in the history have done it. It's just tough in itself. That role gets harder when you win. Everyone's coming at you. Everyone wants to see you lose. And so um, I think just that alone, aside from the injuries, aside from, you know, a few teams got better, just the whole thought of repeating and how hard that is to do is is enough. And so we know that, we understand that we've obviously been in the position before and got really close to doing it, but we weren't able to accomplish it. So Definitely a goal, definitely something that, you know, we're focused on and committed to trying to do. Hey, Draymond, I think you're right. It's not just Houston. I mean, the West is fierce. It's nasty. And that thing about having the bullseye on your back, what's that like? I mean, you guys have been carrying that for quite some time. Every single day, everybody's gunning for you. Everybody's looking at you. What's that like, living with that bullseye on your back? You know, it's it's tough. Um, you know, just always being under the gun. Um, it's it's very tough You every day. Every time you step on the floor, a team you're playing a team playing their best game. And I think for the most part, we've handled that pretty well. And what it's done is it's elevated us. It's made us a much better team. It's taught us how to compete at a higher level and how hard it is to win. You know, I think so many times you get it confused and uh, just think like, oh, they're good, they're supposed to win. It's hard to win in this league. And so it always keeps us, ground to keep you reminded of that uh something that we've become accustomed to of being the team that's being hunted for and the team that everyone thinks is supposed to win you know that's a different thing when when you're a team gunning for everyone else and that team is supposed to win it's a completely different team when you're the ones they're gunning for and you're supposed to win it's a it's different mentally it ends up making it different physically because everyone's giving you 
physically as far as the best they can give you. And so um, we're, we're used to it now. We know how to handle it. Uh, still doesn't mean you always succeed with it, but I think we're prepared, you know, for that. And, you know, hopefully the experience we have with that will help us prevail. Right. The guy who goes hunting is always different than the guy who's being hunted. And I've seen both sides of that. And let me ask you about a few different things. Like when you think of your team and you think of the Hall of Fame, you think of the Hall of Fame talent on the floor. You think about the brilliant coach and Steve Kerr on the bench. But I want to ask you about a guy who I think is beloved in your facility, but somebody more people need to know about outside of it. And that's GM Bob Myers. This is a big Bob Myers house here. What's your relationship with him like? And does he get the credit he deserves? I don't think he get the credit he deserves. Um, and, I mean, I think that's for a number of reasons. You know, when you have great players, people are always going to give them credit. Then it goes to the coach staff. And the guy that you see the less will always get the least, least amount of credit. And so Bob is the guy that everyone sees the least amount. You know, they he's the guy that everyone hears the least. And so – when you break it down, you see us all. You see all of us every day. You see Kevin, Steph, Clay, myself, Sean, Andre. You see all of us every day. You see Steve Kerr every day. So when the names come up, that's who gets all the credit. Um, I think, you know, and Bob's the type of guy where he's not going to go flaunting about himself. He's not going to try to make everyone understand what he's done and what he's doing on a daily basis. He's but. And, and that's who he is, and that's part of the reason he's had the success that he's had. But I don't, I don't think he the right amount of credit. I don't think he'll ever get the right amount of credit, to be quite frank with you. And saying that, uh, one of the best guys I've ever been around, you know, has helped me so much in, in just my life in general. You know, a guy who is a great friend of mine that – and I, someone that I really appreciate and know and, and I'm thankful for – the relationship that we've built because it's one that'll go long beyond my Warriors playing days or my playing days as a whole or his Warrior GM days or his GM days as a whole. You know, it's a guy who I've created a friendship that'll last a lifetime. You know, someone that I really trust and love to get advice from. And, and like I said, it's not, it's not advice about basketball. That those, you know, that is what it is. And, you can get that advice from anyone when it comes to basketball, but, you know, this is a guy who I get advice from with life, and I'm so thankful for him being in my life and, you know, just like I said, one of the best people you'll ever meet. I mean, that's a really nice thing to say, and that's really high praise, but I'm not surprised at all knowing him a little bit. You know, one more thought about him. He's invited me several times to that San Quentin game where he and some of the guys run against the inmates. I know you've gone. Have you ever played in that game? I've gone a few times. I've never played. Uh, they won't allow us to play with, for obvious reasons. Uh, outside on concrete, number one. And so, and uh, you know, if, if a game's not sanctioned, you're not allowed to play. And if you do play, you can be fine. And if you hurt, then you can lose your contract. So there's so many, you know, different things that variables that factor into that. But I've been when I go, I actually sit at the table and play dominoes uh, with the guys in there, which is always fun for me. Those guys are so good. And just seeing how I stack up against them at dominoes is always fun. But uh, watching Bob play, Bob is like a superhero in there. Man. They see Bob come in. They're, they all love him. Uh, you know, and, and Bob goes in there. He, he gives them a 
smooth 30 each time we go in there. So it's pretty fun to watch. <laughs> that is awesome. Now, dude, I've never seen you ever, ever, ever intimidated. I've never seen you back down. I've never seen you hold your ground. What's it like on the inside even playing dominoes for you? For me, it's fun. You know, uh, the one thing I think so many people uh, get twisted is, you know, like, oh, you're going in there with a murderer or a possible rapist or, you know, whatever it, it could possibly be um, that a guy may be in there for. And and they look, and people just tend to look down on it or ask, like, why would you do that? Why would you put yourself in that situation? And I think what people start to realize is, you're probably safer in there than anywhere because those guys will protect you because they appreciate you coming. You know, they appreciate you showing them that love and not forgetting about them, not thinking you're better than them because maybe they made one bad decision. Maybe they were wrongfully accused. Or maybe, you know, things just didn't go the way that it needed to go for them. Life didn't go the way it needed to go. They weren't raised the way it needed to go. Whatever the situation is, who am I as another human being to look down on them? And they appreciate that more than anything. And they show you that love and appreciation. And it's an amazing feeling. But it's also just great to, you know, like still show someone that you are important. You know, you are still a human being. And your feelings do matter. And, you know, what people think about you do matter. And I won't forget about you. And so I never really worry about, you know, uh, having to back down or be scared or, anything like that because it's all love because of the love that you're showing them by even showing up. Yeah, Jermaine, I've had that conversation with Bob Myers a number of times and he, he answers that question almost the exact same way. He shares a similar point of view that you do. I think, Draymond, to really understand where you are right now in your basketball life, we, we really have to go back and think about how this whole thing started. I mean, you came up playing hoops in the Civitan Rec Center in Saginaw and you were not the biggest guy at the time. You were not the oldest guy at the time. You may not have been the purest athlete at the time. So what kind of things did you have to do when you were coming up to make sure you got to run in that particular game? Uh, number one was be tough and, and, you know, be confident. Couldn't step on the floor at the Civitan or in, anywhere in Saginaw, for that matter, and not be tough and not be confident and back down from anyone. It just wasn't going to happen. Number one, you take your next. Like, oh, you got next on the floor. All right, that's my next. And what you going to do about it if you're not tough, if you're not willing to stand up against somebody? So that was the most important thing, just being tough, being willing to go to battle with someone being willing to fight for what's yours. And, you know, it just taught me so much in life, you know, to to not back down and to fight and go after what, what I think is rightfully mine. And, you know, I, I'm so appreciative of what Saginaw taught me. And I can't, you know, I can't thank just that city and the people of that city enough for where I am today in my life. Draymond, this is not a figure of speech. When you say you had to fight for what was rightfully yours or fight for what you want, I mean, we're talking about literally you had to fight. There were grown-ass men who wanted to fight you to keep you off the court. So how did that go? I mean, did you hold your own or coming up, were you getting your ass kicked? Uh, I got my ass kicked a lot. Hmm. I'm not going to lie and act like I didn't. But it only made me stronger. I, I mean, there were times where I had grown men hit me in the head with basketballs because I wouldn't get off the floor. I wouldn't back down from them. They wanted to take my next. No, you're not taking my next. And, by the way, I'm taking this basketball, and nobody's playing. And I, that, that was just always who I was. And, like I said, it's, it didn't always go well for me, and it, it didn't always go my way. And, trust me, I spent a lot of days calling my mom crying, and my mom would come up there and go crazy on everybody. 
But once I finished crying, I was right back out there on the floor trying to get after it again. I'm so glad you brought up your mom because, you know, you and I, when we first started talking, you were at Michigan State and you had an amazing college career. But like everything else in your life, man, you had to grind it out. It did not start like that. Your freshman year at Tom Izzo did not play you in a game against Ohio State. Not a single minute in that game. Needless to say, you were not happy about that. So you called moms. When you called your mother, what did you tell her? I told her I needed to get out of there. That was like really the first time in my life that I just didn't get in. And it was it was a shock for me just to sit on the bench like man i never sat on the bench um i gotta get out of here this ain't the place for me and she told me oh really like yeah i can't stay here i need to transfer immediately she said, oh, okay well you made your bed you gotta lay in it and i said huh that wasn't quite the answer i was looking for <laughs> right and she said yeah you made your bed you gotta lay in it go figure it out and uh and Ooh, thank God she told me that because, you know, Michigan State ended up being one of the best things that ever happened to me going to that university, graduating from that university. You know, I made relationships that will last a lifetime. Uh, you know, my relationship with Coach Izzo, which is so important to me, my relationship with the university is so important to me. So thank God she did say that, but it, I wasn't thankful at the time. Now, I mean, you and I probably don't have this conversation if she didn't say that at the time, but then again, she was going to the rec center whenever there was a problem and saying, hey, man, let's get this going. I mean, she's different. She is really, really different, and you are not who you are without her. And what you are, Draymond, you're a two-time world champion. You're a three-time all-star. You're an NBA defensive player of the year. In short, you have willed yourself into becoming an NBA star, but even Steve Kerr admits that he did not think that you would turn into the player that you've become. Did you yourself always know that this is how it was going to be and this is who you'd end up being? If I said it, I, I knew exactly what I would be, I would be lying. I always I always believed that I could be who I am. But I didn't always know. You know, and there's so many things that goes into knowing exactly what you're gonna become that it's it's impossible. You know, you got what if what if I'm drafted to a different team and I never get the opportunity to be who I am? What if that team pigeonholes me into a role that doesn't suit uh, my abilities as well as this team has allowed? You know, what if a, what if I go to a team that says, oh, you're four and our, and our point guards handle the ball. No one else handles the ball. Then I'd never get a chance to really show who I am. What if I, you know, I go to a team and they play me at the wrong position? Um you know, some guys that don't accept me, some selfish guys that I really don't mesh with well. And so there's so many things that have to go right. And that one thing that could possibly go wrong can cost you everything. And so for me to say, I knew exactly just what was going to happen would be a bold-faced lie. I know exactly what I believed, and I always believed this could happen. But I never had the slightest idea how it actually happened. I was a second-round pick playing nine minutes a game my rookie year. To think that I'd be who I am today and say I knew is just garbage. But I could honestly say I truly believe that I could possibly be this. And then putting the work in and getting a great opportunity playing with, you know, some of the best players in the world, uh, those guys being my brothers and us meshing and having a bond that's unbreakable is all factors and me becoming who I am and most importantly being blessed by God, you know, to with the abilities and 
just placing me in the right situation to be successful. Hey, Draymond, one thing you just said that is really, really curious to me, and you want to end up in the right place, you want to get the right opportunity, you know, your skill set's got to fit what they do, but the point that you made that I just need to be around guys who also understood me, who got me, which brings me to this. When you were suspended in the NBA Finals in 2016, one of the guys that you ultimately reached out to was Kobe Bryant, of all people. Why Kobe, and what did he tell you? Uh... Kobe, because I was kind of going through a situation of where I was so worried about what everyone else was saying about me. I was, um, you know, I was. It was. It was just rough on me. Media was bashing me. Fans were bashing me, saying I was who I absolutely knew I wasn't, and it was really bothering me. And when you look at Kobe's career, who's went through it? that as much as Kobe, not many people. And who's handled it as well as Kobe, definitely not many people. And so, um, being that I had a relationship with Kobe, it was just someone that I'm like, man, I, like, I don't know what to do. And so I said, let me call Kobe. And so I called Kobe and I asked him, I said, uh, man, Kobe, you know, I'm going through this, the media is bashing me. You know, they're saying I'm dirty, they're saying I'm necessary, I'm not, I know I'm not a dirty player, I play hard, but I'm not dirty, I would never try to hurt anyone, X, Y, Z, and they're saying I'm a cancer, and this, that, and other. And I said, I just don't know what to do, it's, it's, it's tearing me down. And he said, uh, Draymond, he said, one thing that I've always loved about you is your competitive nature and your competitive spirit. And you, you just never quit. You go take what you want, and, you, and you've done that your entire career. He said, and the one thing that you're always chasing is you're chasing greatness. And so because you're chasing greatness, you can't expect people to understand you. And so I just continued to listen. And he said, 98 to 99% of people in this world are okay with mediocrity or less. So if they're okay with being mediocre or even less than mediocre, and that's only then how could they ever understand you? You're chasing something so much bigger, so much better than they could ever even fathom or imagine to try to understand that they could never understand you because you're willing to go somewhere they're not willing to go because it doesn't mean the same thing to them. So if you're going to continue to chase greatness, and you're going to try to be the best player you could possibly be and win as many games as you could possibly win and just be a part of something great and so special, you can't worry about what they say or ever expect them to understand you, what you do, or who you are because it's impossible for them to understand because their mind can't even take them there to understand that because their will can't take them there to push for that. And it was one of the best things I had ever heard. It was something I needed to hear at that moment because it was exactly where I was in my life. And I just didn't understand why no one understood me. And they helped me understand. It's an amazing story. It's an amazing story. In effect, what he was saying to you, and he, this is a quote, right? He said, if you wait for them to understand you, if you wait for that, you're just fucked. That's what he said, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, it's true. I'll spend the rest of my life waiting for them to understand and they'll never get it. And guess what? I'm fucked. Draymond, exactly right. 
and you hear it from him, and then it changes a lot of things. Listen, you've been so active also off the floor in lots of other things in the way of business, investing, even acquiring equity positions in companies. As an example, you and your business partner did a deal with Blink Fitness where you're buying 20 locations and you're going to Michigan and Illinois. Tell me about that deal. How did that come to be, and what do you like about that deal? Well, it it first came to be, uh, you know, with business partner, advisor of mine, Daniel Silman, um, where he's, we're both very close friends with Harvey Spivak, you know, the CEO of Equinox SoulCycle. And Harvey, who is also owner, founder of Blink, um, was just talking to us about Blink one day. And it, it was a very interesting conversation that we were having. And we were just like, wow, man, that's incredible. Something we'd love to be a part of. Uh, time went on, probably 10 or 11 months passed. And as those 10 or 11 months passed, Danny comes calling my phone, circling back around, like, hey, man, you remember Blink? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And he's like, yeah, they're going to start franchising. This is our perfect chance for us to get involved. And I'm like, oh, man, that sounds great. You know, we had already spoke about it. Um, we're very excited about the business. And was wondering how we would get involved, and so they started that. Um, we immediately jumped on the opportunity. We ran into a quick problem. There was already we wanted uh, the Michigan territory. There was already a guy by the name of Tom Schumacher who was pretty much closing the deal in Michigan. So that was the first problem we ran into. Danny got on the phone with Tom. Um, you know, being that I'm obviously from Michigan and well-connected to Michigan, it just made sense for that to be a territory that I would have. So we went back and forth about that, and then we got on the phone with Tom, and it's like, hey, why don't we just be partners in it? As opposed to you getting it or me getting the territory, why don't we just be partners? And his morals and values work ethic align with someone we'd love to work with, and he's been spectacular in it. And that's pretty much how the, the Blink deal came about. See, that makes sense because you know the fitness industry. That's pretty much where you live, what you do. And you've got some other things that are similar to that. But you're also a partner in LeBron's media platform, Uninterrupted. That's kind of a different play. What did you like about that opportunity? Uh, for that opportunity, it just, it just made a lot of sense. Uh, number one, obviously, great friends with LeBron, great friends with Maverick Carter, who's the CEO um, of that company. And... It just made a lot of sense to me because, you know, when you think of so many times when you're doing an interview and the questions are tailored to to get what someone else may want out of the interview. And you don't always get a chance to say what you want to say. You don't always get a chance to speak out about what you may want to speak out about. You don't always have a platform. And it may be something that comes to your heart at 11 p.m. 12 midnight, you know, midnight, and something comes to your heart and you don't have that platform to speak on it. And so you're holding it the next day, you're holding it to the next day, hoping that you get the opportunity to say it, and sometimes you don't get the opportunity to say it. And so that platform was so interesting to me because obviously uninterrupted, its namesake, you get on there, you talk about what you want to talk about, you give the narrative, you create the narrative that you want to create, and this story takes on the life of whatever you want it to take off. And there just hadn't been many, if any, platforms to ever give us that as athletes. 
And I think that platform alone has helped give athletes an even bigger voice than we had. And I'm thankful to be, you know, a, a partner in the company, uh, one of the first guys involved in using the platform and to see where it's at now, uh, Maverick and Jimmy Spencer and, you know, the rest of the group has done a great job in, in the day-to-day and building a business. And, you know, it's it's something, you know, you see so many other um People trying to build the same platform, and it's incredible. That's how you know when you're doing something great. Hmm. One follow to that. I mean, you put aside what LeBron's done and continues to do on the floor. How big of an influence is LeBron off the court to you and guys around the league? Well, I think he's a huge influence. Um, you know, when you look at LeBron and everything he's done from off the court uh, success and things that he's gotten involved in, from viewing him, you know, LeBron – was just like every other athlete. He wanted endorsement deals, and that was the thing, and great. I think Bron probably was one of the first guys in the new day and age. Maybe there was someone older uh, back then to do it, but in the new day and age, one of the first guys to really look at himself as a partner and not an endorsee. And I think that's, or an endorse, yeah, an endorser. And I think that's, so important to where we are as athletes now. You look at guys being involved in different businesses, being partners in different businesses. I uninterrupted Blink. I'm also involved in Rumble and Performance Inspired with Mark Wahlberg. And you start to look at all these, you know, things, but they all they all stem from somewhere. It all came from somewhere. And I think, you know, from recent memory, LeBron was the first one to do that. And then you look at, you know, the success that he's been able to have on the court sustain success you know so many people can have a good year a good two years but to do that over and over and over again still be at the top of your game at the top of the sport uh especially so you know i'm not i'm a guy that's not afraid to say i watch a lot of things lebron do and i take it and i'm not afraid to say that you'd be an idiot not to to see the success that someone has and try to reinvent the wheel i don't understand when people see success and try to tailor it away from what what it is. Just just take the blueprint. He laid the blueprint. I'm going to take it. And I have no shame in admitting that. Um, I, it, it, I don't care. I definitely watch and I take the blueprint and I try to apply it to my own life. You know, I think it's the, I think it's the times where you try to take the blueprint and add your own twist where you make mistakes and, the blueprint is there, and it works. So when I see things and I can use them, I add them to my life, and I try to take them and run with it. And why not, right? It's right there. You'd be foolish not to. Let's talk combat sports. You're a huge boxing guy, huge boxing guy. Canelo Alvarez in Triple G. I'm going off the board on this, but these guys were going to get it on again, but now the fight's off, Draymond, because Canelo failed a PED test. He says it's tainted beef. Look, man, you're a pro athlete. You know what goes into your body. Are you buying his excuse? Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not really one to judge another guy. Um, for me personally, I try to know everything that's going into my body to try to protect against things like that. Who knows if there was a mix-up or maybe there was a bad substance that he didn't know was banned. Or, you know, like I, there could be many things that went wrong. It could possibly be the truth. I'm not sure it wasn't with him when – he tried the drug test or whenever he, you know, took whatever PED he was supposedly taking. I do know that 
you know, sometimes guys are informed of something that could be possibly good for them, and then they do it, and all of a sudden, the person who told them it was great for them weren't educated enough in in the space to know that, hey, that guy can't do that. And then also, one thing I will say is, as an athlete, you have to know what's going into your body, and it's on you to protect against that as well. And, and you know, there's checks and balances in place for you if you need to check on something. And you should use those. You should make sure things check out well before you do that. So that's what I try to do. I try to make sure everything that goes into my body is legal. Um, it's not going to, you know, cause me any problems or cause my team any problems and, you know, bring bad, bad press to the organization, bring, bring bad press to my family. And that's just kind of how I go about it. But, um, you know, the most important thing is just educating yourself as well. It's been a great podcast. I got one last question. I really appreciate your time, Draymond. Conor McGregor, and I'm again, I, I hear what you're saying. I'm not looking to get you to judge. But, man, that was a wild, wild scene yesterday at the Barclays Center where he weaponized, among other things, a hand dolly on Khabib's bus. I don't know how much of that you saw, but this guy walks out today in silver bracelets, in handcuffs. Did you see that whole scene, and what do you make of that? That was wild. I saw the highlights of it. I didn't see it live, but I did see the highlights of it. It was pretty wild. Um, you know, no one ever wants to be walking out the way it was today. That's never good. Um, it just leads to more problems. You know, hopefully he'll get it figured out. And, you know, I know he's headed back into the UFC ring. Um, you know, I know, you know, when you're at the top of your sword, it create. you know, it, it requires a certain amount of focus. And when you got, you know, issues outside of that, you know, it could it could possibly be detrimental to what you're trying to do. So hopefully he can get it figured out. Um, they can figure the whole situation out and move forward. But it's, it's definitely an unfortunate situation, um, something that none of us ever wants to see. we be a part of. So uh, just hopefully they can figure out and he can move forward with his life and everybody can move forward. Hopefully no one's injured, um, you know, by his actions. And if they are, hopefully they'll get well soon. Hey now, I've got a message for you on this Podcast Friday. Normally it's Podcast Tuesday, but it's Podcast Friday and we're heading into the weekend and I know a lot of you had a bad night. And I'll tell you how I know that. Because I checked out your contributions on my daily radio program. I know you didn't get enough sleep. I could tell. And the reason you didn't get enough sleep is because either you or somebody near you snores. That's all about to change after you try the revolutionary Zipa. Zipa is a game changer. If you snore, you are not sleeping. If you are not sleeping, you are not succeeding. If you want success, you've got to be at your very best. Zipa is the solution that will help you get that great night of sleep so you feel your best in the morning when you roll out of that rack. Zipa is the only snoring solution of its kind. So if you snore, you need to get a Zipa. I want you to go to ZYPPAH.com. It's easy to remember because Zipa is actually happy Z spelled backwards. Go to Zipa.com right now. Get yourself a Zipa. In fact, tell everybody you know to get a Zipa. Remember, ZYPPAH, that's ZYPPAH, Zipa. Get the great sleep that you need and that you deserve. A little late, but certainly worth the wait. Ep 31 with Draymond Green finally in the can. Hope you enjoyed that, especially as we head into the teeth of the NBA postseason. So while you're here, hit these three things for me if you don't mind. Subscribe to the pod, review the pod, and share the pod. Every subscription and review helps grow this thing, and I appreciate you having my back on that. 
Just like I appreciate you checking out The Jungle, airing live every weekday from noon until 3 Eastern on CBS Sports Radio, CBS Sports Network, and Sirius XM Channel 206. And the best and easiest and fastest way to get at me is on Twitter at Jim Rome. Let me know what you thought of this episode with Draymond Green. Tag him also. He's at Money23Green. Thanks again for checking out the pod, and I will hit you right back here for episode 32 early next week. See you then. I'm out.